Hey, welcome back. This is the Vanquishers Guide podcast. I'm Bradley. I'm Randy. And I'm Bryce. Exciting. It is very exciting, Bryce. You're here. It's been so long. Yeah, first time week. ever. Have I ever missed a, a, uh, a session? I don't, <laughs> we've I don't been, remember We've this. recorded like three episodes without you. What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, that's so cool. I'm not like totally sad by that, but... Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, um, I'm I'm excited. I've been uh, thinking about what I should do for the podcast this week, and uh, I was like, man, we haven't done Greek mythology in a in a hot minute. So going we're... back to our going back to our roots, man. <laughs> it's because there's <laughs> nothing in Greek mythology to talk. About. Right, it's, we know nothing about Greek. Yeah, mythology. it's literally empty. There was no monsters back then. Oh man, <laughs> it's totally not like one of the most vibrant mythologies that ever is. Absolutely right. not. And like pretty much everything we know about it's been destroyed. So, what a shame! Might as well, might as well just you know end the podcast here. All right, that was a great episode talking great about Greek topic. mythology. Yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> Catch us next week. <laughs> just kidding. But uh, so far, um, is in Greek mythology, the only topic we've discussed was um, Medusa, mm. right? Or yeah, Gorgon, and Gorgons broadly. And so when I was thinking, I was like, oh, like. Uh, hydras would would be cool or a minotaur would be cool you know and so i wanted to go a little bit more into like the deep dark side of um mythology and i guess maybe to people that actually study mythology maybe this isn't very deep but like this isn't information that most people know and so today we're going to talk about echidna and typhon which are both monsters and gods themselves which and is also sonic's best friend that's the, that's the same guy right that's the, well, like second that's best the... friend yeah whoa not... who's the most best friend are we saying uh, tails, tails is above yeah tails is above knuckles that's harsh i'm not gonna argue sonic with you but just saying <laughs> i'm not arguing i'm just saying i was wowed by that and that's i'm offended well i'm not necessarily offended but I'm i don't know you shocked. play the game and like player two is always like tails right yeah i, I suppose Man, Regardless. poor knuckles anyway knuckles was the red one right yeah <laughs> yes I very much the one with the knuckles how many gamer people i will offend but i think i've only ever played like mario sonic olympics <laughs> and <laughs> i've never played like an actual sonic game so because they're not good <laughs> right yeah let me actually offend them yeah the old <laughs> ones are good i just i think the worst superpower is people that can run fast like i mean like dash from the incredibles worst power of the family especially of the family for sure well i don't know the dad's I don't got know. a pretty lame power as well yes yeah, super, super strength will always be a pretty lame unless, power. unless it's like hulk you know he's pretty cool yeah yeah but um i don't know why are these are these uh <laughs> monsters we're talking about? Do they run yeah, really do any fast? of them have like Either super of them speed run really fast because they uh are oh, both actually it? like half something half snake on the bottom and I guess snakes are kind of fast, but not not this picture of this lady. <laughs> she is... does not look like she's ever moved fast, ever. <laughs> yeah, like I don't think they're winning any marathon. <laughs> no. Um, and so if the Gorgons definitely get their looks from her. Right. Yeah, uh, that is true. But so these pictures that you guys are looking at are obviously just interpretations. Um, I right. will, for everyone else. So if you look up Echidna and Typhon, um, you're going to get... A whole slew of pictures, um, especially her. Like half of them are porn. That's um, uh, not surprising. So, <laughs> but which is whatever. But like as we explain, I'm like even these pictures seem obsolete. And so again, when we talk about Greek mythology, there's 20 million different sources, and all of them are contradicting. And so it's going to be really hard. But so I try to get as best as I could to narrow it down and talk about the most popular versions, and then I kind of will mention lesser known ones as well just because why not it's fun yeah yeah so is there's no like murals or artwork or like pottery with like so their image on it there are but they're kind of boring <laughs> they're just regular know. people and that wasn't enough so there's a really old p picture i think it was i mean it's old it's like fourth century or something mm -hmm. uh, gotcha but there is a picture of typhon and he he's got i think it's just like two tentacles coming out of his like hips and then other than that like his fingers are kind of tentacly and that's about it exciting and then um, isn't there a statue of her there is a statue somewhere of her, and so kind of same exact thing there is a statue 
um, where she's like human, like first half and the bottom half is two tentacles coming out. Exciting. Uh, so there are sources, but again, all of these sources do look different. And so I will talk about some of this, these sources where it's writings talking about what they look like. And so we'll just kind of gather up all the information that we can and just kind of whatever you think they look like. I don't think it's going to offend anyone. So Sounds good. <laughs> I don't know. The two pictures that you chose, I find that they're always pretty vivid imaginations. Are yeah. You, oh, no, I yeah. think they're really cool looking. The biggest difference with, with Typhon is he's got a hundred heads, dragon heads or whatever, snake heads. Um, yeah. Um, and so, like, there's there's a little bit of you know discrepancy, and I think really what it's trying to get at is they are both terrifying gods slash monsters slash don't mess with them kind of thing. <laughs> they right? they give me hard Cthulhu vibes. Oh, they, I'm they, they're sure kind of a base. Like, this is kind of probably where, in part, where Cthulhu was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially Typhon. Man. Yes, specifically Typhon. Getting a little, getting a little bit more like uh, Ursula with like a kid now, honestly. Yeah, but, definitely. You know, maybe mm-hmm. just me. And I wonder how much of the like the art that these people have drawn of these guys was kind of retroactively inspired by Cthulhuism as well. Because like yeah. obviously these pictures weren't drawn before Cthulhu existed, so like it already existed and people knew about it. So. I wonder how much of this art was also inspired by that but yeah, yeah. it'd be interesting um irregardless irregardless so we're gonna start with echidna and then go to typhon um but they were married um as so most sources go and they could have also been brother and sister we have no idea Ooh, nice so, uh <laughs> Were well, as were married as in they they go through divorce or as in like they're dead so that therefore past tense I'm guessing they're divorced now because of oh, a war. Harsh. <laughs> not Oof. not really. They're just they're separated. Is if they're still alive, they're separated because of Zeus. Gotcha. Um, wow. Yeah. Zeus always getting into people's business. Yeah, it was <laughs> breaking right. up like those matches made in heaven, you know. <laughs> and if there was ever a match made in heaven, it was this match. Would not be this match. <laughs> what are you talking about? It looks perfect. <laughs> so if you're thinking to yourself, Echidna, doesn't that sound like of like animals, animals i know of and then you're like oh yeah it does um which is it's kind of weird that a sonic like uh creature would be named echidna mm-hmm. especially in its original language in greek it meant either snake or viper hmm. and or again sheep she viper not sheep she viper <laughs> it's a sheep viper ain't <laughs> <laughs> that a nightmare that is like a weird connection like do you have know anything behind that or like why the current day animal is named echidna yeah um n- no but i've been just kind of randomly been listening to a lot of um evolutionary bi- biologists talk about like naming stuff and whatnot recently and th- it's there's just a lot of weird names that are given to random things for no reason so okay it was probably just like a oh this is like a lot of things are named after ancient mythology stuff and so whether or not they even translate it correctly Ah. named that way so Uh. little side note uh i just looked up the reason that the echidna is named echidna It, it is actually from the root greek word meaning viper um apparently the natural like the french naturalist scientist that discovered this creature decided to call it that because it is a mammal but it has reptilian like characteristics so we kept named it echidna because it's meaning viper so the guy just is weird he's just a strange guy that named a slightly resembles a a reptile (laughs) he's a a mammal that kind of resembles a snake so he's like hey call it snake that's not confusing at all yeah, it's if kind of a I, loose connection, but you know. If I was like up to naming stuff, I would have fun with it too. So I would right? judge the guy. <laughs> no, it's just it's just funny that that's actually where it's from. It's just he's just a weird guy that decided, you know what? Why not? Yeah, so, I am glad though that there is a connection between the two. Otherwise, yeah. it'd just be like really kind of random. Yeah, it would just be it would be driving me crazy for sure. So, um, but Echidna is uh, known as the mother of all monsters, and by all monsters, I would probably say they just meant greek monsters but uh-huh. um and so she uh is pretty much the person that gave birth to a host or all of 
the Greek mythical monsters. And so even me saying that could be wrong because mm -hmm. as we talked about in the Gorgon episode, there are different stories of how Medusa and her sisters became what they were Gorgons and mm -hmm. every other creature has multiple stories as well. Yeah. But there is, I mean, there is something that says that she gave birth to all of these. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and like I mentioned, she is the wife of uh, Typhon. And so here's where things get a little bit weird. So there are three. Just now? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. There are way more than this, but three of the most popular uh, ideas of who her parents were were, um, were either the sea deities uh, Forkius or Keto. Um, <laughs> like the diet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's just uh, a C, not a K. Oh. Keto, Keto. Is it Cedo? I have no idea. I, I can't speak Greek. Anyway, but that, that is uh, according to the Hesiod um, stories. Uh, gotcha. The authors. And I will be mentioning him uh, as like in some of the, the stories and stuff, because he's one of the most well-known authors for ancient Greek stuff. Um, and then other sources tell us that it was Tartarus and Gaia. Tartarus is the not even humanoid thing. It's like the pit that swallows the Titans. I was going to say, is oh. it Tartarus like, yeah. like yes. hell's but, hell? So but like so in, some, in some texts, it is personified as a deity. Okay, so it's like a so. semi-sentient hole kind in the ground galactus or something yeah <laughs> it's like uh it's like a sentient prison right because it's like sure. super yeah. max yeah you know? so it's like a it's... super max prison yeah i mean and it's then... like prison's prison superman yeah. <laughs> and then gaia just translates to the earth right. Um, right and it is personified as a woman in a lot of uh texts but nonetheless it's you know earth and a prison that gave birth to her <laughs> so that makes so much sense that that really does make sense. Yeah, she yeah, really right. looks like she had a great childhood. <laughs> a prison and in the earth. Either of those two, there are at least another three uh, possible parents that she has. Oh. Uh, one of them is just from a mother giving birth to her and no father. So there's a whole... Like just like a random things. person or like... No, other gods. In oh, okay. Okay. I thought you meant yeah. like some random person had a kid and that was what... That, and she's like, oh, it's a monster. <laughs> No, <laughs> I was like, that's uh, wild. Yeah, no, <laughs> she's actually Jesus, so um, <laughs> virgin birth. <laughs> um, what a weird anyway, story. Her, her marriage to Typhon was pretty um successful, I would say, because they accounts say that um, uh, terrible and the terrible and lawless Typhon um, was joined in love with Echidna the maid with glancing eyes and she bore fierce offspring and Ooh. we will learn a little bit later on and i'll go over all of the children that is said to be brought from them but trust me they had lots of children they were fierce they got at it i don't and know so, seems oh. pretty bad <laughs> like a, just sounding from these like uh descriptors sounds pretty bad <laughs> what you don't want your kids to be described as fierce offspring well, I mean, I wouldn't mind that, but it sounds like, terrible and lawless, <laughs> right? Um, and and we're only going to get a little bit more uh, not good uh, visuals when we it's going only down downhill from here. It's, it really only is so for the viewers, or and by viewers, I mean listeners, because no one's viewing this right now. Um, if you are viewing this, please stop. Please, please stop. Don't watch. Yeah. <laughs> I value my privacy, please. <laughs> Uh, so, so far, we've talked about how she kind of looks like Ursula. And if you haven't seen Disney movie Ariel, Little Mermaid is, Little Mermaid is what it's called. Um, I'll talk to a little bit what she looks like. So, um, just very briefly, she's a half-woman, half-snake creature who was born and lives in a cave by herself. And uh, the cave that friends. she lived in alone wasn't very lonely because she would coax passerbyers inside to eat them. Okay, so she did have a lot of friends. Cool. She did have They're just, friends. just uh, friends. digesting in her. <laughs> <laughs> and it's her upper half that's woman and her lower half that's snake correct uh yes or does so. that sometimes switch important distinction um, in some instances she's all viper yo so that makes a difference <laughs> but uh going back to hesiod uh the guy that was talking earlier um oh, man. he described her as the goddess fierce echidna 
as a flesh-eating monster, irresistible, who was like <laughs> either mortal men nor undying gods, but was half a nymph with glancing eyes and fair cheeks, and half again a huge snake, great and awful, and with speckled skin, who dies not nor grows old in all her days. So, <laughs> I just thought it was they add irresistible in there. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm maybe picking up on something with Greek mythology that like Greek people had a thing for like snake women. Uh-huh. Right. Maybe I a was, little. They, I was gonna say he was has some weird interests because to be fair, probably a like the version he was picturing probably isn't the exact version that's in this picture, but I can't help but a picture him talking about this picture we have, and I'm just like, what an interesting call it and say that she's beautiful glancing and fair cheeks and i'm like really well okay but we 100 percent know that she was either described as having a head of a beautiful woman with long hair and a serpent's body from the neck down or as a hideous with horrible poison awesome we 100 know she was either beautiful or hideous (laughs) thank you one or the other really no in between with those two you know (laughs) she wasn't like okay like maybe a five out of ten just like passing looks no she was either the best thing you've ever seen or literally a nightmare personified so awesome and to make it even worse as a visual so if you think about her lower half being part snake people can't spec- get it out of my mind Hesiod, um the author that i just was quoting thought may have thought that um she her snake half instead of it ending as a tail was the snake like ended as a snake head so it was like <laughs> two bodies um that's tonight knowing that that's, that's great <laughs> so then which way did she move was the upper head upper half like human head going forward and like the snake head just kind of trailing behind lonely or was the human half just like crawling uh, backwards with the snake head moving forward oh, you're, not thinking, you're not thinking enough no it's whenever you need to go straight like forward <laughs> you walk forward you went that way you, need to go back, you don't even need to turn around <laughs> this is incredible why don't we have this time oh, man. i think you guys great. are too stuck in two dimensions you just oh. rolled sideways oh dang it you're right <laughs> i want my car to be like her i, I no longer <laughs> flip my seat and i drive that way and then flip my seat the other way and drive that way Sounds well, great. According to Aristophanes, um, he makes her out to be a Denzian or resident of the underworld and mm. gives her a hundred heads and I'm guessing probably snake heads. So this is where yeah. her top half is now with tons of snake heads. So now with a hundred snake heads, you can go in any direction without ever turning <laughs> ever again. This is incredible. <laughs> now were half of those snake heads like horrific looking and half of them were like the most attractive snake head you've ever seen in your life? Probably Maybe like split halfway <laughs> down the middle, <laughs> and so the, like the hardest break between their good side <laughs> and their bad side. Uh-huh. So someone's like, "Man, I saw this most beautiful woman. She had a hundred heads, but I could only see one beautiful one." And someone's like, "I too saw someone with a hundred heads, but they're the most ugly person." It was awful. Depends. Did you look at their good side or their bad side? The left <laughs> left side of her head, horrifying. The right side of her head, gorgeous. You just got to catch her on a good day, right? And so. To go along with like having the characteristics of a snake, she also was said to be able to produce a poisonous venom that mm. would induce madness, which is pretty cool. Oh, that's kind of going back to like Cthulhu-esque. Yeah, that's cool. So that's oddly specific. Like, why would you? Why? Why have a a venom that only induces madness? Why not just like a venom that kills or something, like that, or a venom that? Well, if you think about paralyzes it's just odd a lot of venom i mean there's i don't even think there's one spider in the united united states that can kill someone Mm, well yeah but none Mm. of them are as large as a person there's a couple i think actually or at least one nonetheless of all the millions of spiders that exist most of them don't kill you it's kind of what i was going for right there right so like or spider snake whatever right so like not all venom is meant to kill some of it's meant to paralyze so the snake or whatever could kill can like eat the thing right and like and their venom this the spider venom is meant to kill or immobilize the target that they eat which for them would be smaller bugs and so for this therefore her it would be humans so her venom is meant to incapacitate humans so that she could eat them so at which point if it's meant for that because that's what most venom is same with spiders and other snakes 
why is it that it does just makes them go crazy? Why wouldn't it just paralyze them or kill them straight out? Why does she just cause them to go crazy? So then she still has to chase them down and eat them anyway. So as a fan- feels like a second is a fantasy character slash god <laughs> is this specific fact what's holding you back not anything i'm else. just trying to figure out the logistics of why she's causing <laughs> no, to go crazy think, before I she think, eats them does she like the crazy uh, taste or what i think it might be a couple things obviously there's tons of translations so maybe one of them was that she kills them maybe one of them is not and then i think other you know things i'm trying to think you know like thousands of years ago is just straight up death more terrifying than going mad and being an outcast and or anything else that could happen by being alive but like yeah yeah that's true i was gonna just say that like it's just a testament to like her cruelty is that she just likes to like screw with people before she kills them that's fair that's fair and for like i wasn't saying necessarily that it was like not (laughs) a good thing i'm just trying to figure out the why she decided that's a good idea so I think it's just kind of this, yeah, like Bryce, like kind of like a good scare factor kind of thing. That's fair. That's fair. Um, what an odd choice. Nonetheless, she's not one to be trifled with. Clearly. And, and or she's just can be trifled with because she's beautiful. So I don't know. <laughs> we, I don't still, know. still shouldn't be trifled with, but you might want to. You might want to. Well, I don't know. Either way, she's going to eat you, right? Exactly. So you probably don't want to mess with her, but... Some of well, them, they, she might be so beautiful. Saying, you, uh, I talk about with like like sirens and stuff. Like, uh-huh. it's almost like worth it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, who knows? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes but I'm like, you know what? I'd go for a siren right now. I'll take now that. that we, like, have a. Are you okay? <laughs> who who she was ish? Um, there's some cool like stories that I was able to find about her. Excellent. Uh, and so. Uh, since we can barely even like begin to talk about who her parents were because we really don't know, it's hard to talk about her specifically only because, like, again, she's ageless and immortal. They specifically right. say ageless, which is interesting because, like, can you be ageless and be born? Is a whole like philosophical mm. thing, right? Because, like, what yeah. if you're just always existed kind of thing? And so we like that could be another outcome of who her parentage was, where there is no parents because she's just been there since the beginning. Yeah. Kind of um, In the beginning, there was Echidna. <laughs> yeah, that is an interesting like proposition, though, of like where did gods come from? You know, did they yeah. always exist, or was there something before them that? Gave, right. Because I mean, like, yeah. like we know at least in Greek mythology that there were the Titans, right? And then it was Zeus. And Zeus, Hades, and Poseidon. Yeah, fighting. And then we know how that um, Athena was born from uh, his brain, uh, Zeus's like ear or brain or whatever, right? She was like popped so, out. And then yeah. Aphrodite was born from like the bubbling sea. Right. They just kind of like started popping up we, like we daisies. Do know, <laughs> we do know like how some of them were created, but there are, I mean, there are a handful that we just don't know where they came about. We don't know how the Titans you know, came to be. We don't know. I don't think we know exactly how Zeus came to be. I'm probably going to be yelled at by people. Well, yeah, I think we know that, like, um, what's is the he... main main head titan? Cronus. Um, Cronus. Cronus, whatever his name is. Yeah, bad. he had, yeah, yeah, he had the three kids, both uh, Poseidon, Zeus, and uh, Hades. Okay. Uh, but then that was when, that's where that story of, like, he had them, but then decided that they were going to become too powerful and replace him so he decided he didn't want them to exist so he ate them because that's the logical decision to make but then they cut out cut themselves out from his stomach okay Um, not what you do when you don't want i know exactly (laughs) but so like but we don't know i don't think like how that happened or like how he ended up having kids or what happened there it just Mm -hmm. it seems to like the story starts with oops i had kids and i didn't want to okay so as most stories start, just kidding. <laughs> As, um, but so what is hard with uh, especially Echidna, um, we don't have very many sources of full-fledged stories about her. Mm-hmm. And it, is, it is kind of sad. And so what scholars have had to do is take these references from older stories and try to see how much those stories correlate to 
what we do know of Echidna. And so I'm going to just say two of these stories that I found pretty interesting that could be or could not be Echidna. Really, we don't know. Gotcha. Um, so Herodotus tells a story of a creature called Echidna, again, meaning she-viper. Um, but it's the, like the creature is called Echidna. It's not the mm-hmm. name of the creature. He doesn't give us the name, which is gotcha. why we don't know if it was her or not. It could have just been any just generic she-viper kind of thing. It might not be the actual. And so this lady also looked very similar to what we do know Echidna did look like. So that's why we kind of were like, maybe. But so the difference was that she, um, in this story, was half woman, half snake, lived in a cave, and was known as a mother figure. Instead of being mother of all monsters, in this case, um, she was the mother of all Scythians. Scythians? They're oh. nomadic people in Greece. Ah, uh, I was going to say, what's that? Yeah, sorry. They're nomadic <laughs> people. Um, and so <sighs> not even close to being monsters. I don't know how they were born from a snake woman, but that's how that story goes. Dang, Greece people just so, calling all nomadic people monsters. That's harsh. And uh, this was in the 5th century BC, so it is still an old enough story. I mean, all of these are going to be pretty old. Yeah. But uh, the next story takes place in the mid to late 4th century. And so this gotcha. one is a little bit more of a stretch. Uh, this has to do a lot more with uh, what we, uh, with like modern day Christianity. Um, mm-hmm. On this story now too. So this is where a viper, um, uh, just another in the story was called Echidna, not the name, was cast into an, uh, into an abyss by Philip the Apostle. Philip the Apostle was uh, one of Jesus's original apostles, I think. Um, sure. And uh, so in his book called the acts of philip um this viper was called a she dragon or a, a drachnia and the <laughs> mo- it was known as the mother of all serpents and so this echidna ruled over many other monstrous dragons and snakes and uh lived in a temple of heracles and uh she was worshipped by the people of the land so obviously philip had to come and uh, do it fix that because can't be worshiping all false idols not, yeah, right? that's, that's <laughs> horrifying so, other people being worshipped that's not allowed not so in my town with all of the, the the entire temple and all the priests inside were swallowed up into a hole in the ground wow and so it was the result of philip's curse and so wow, that's a pretty wow. story um yeah that's an intense curse <laughs> but come on philip there's no kill like overkill you just um, sink everybody. So this is a death of a possible echidna, but we do know that our echidna that we're talking about mm-hmm. died in a different way. So um, she was finally killed while she was asleep in her cave by Argus Pan- Pantopes, Pan- <laughs> Pantotes, Pantotes, Pantes. Pantalones? <laughs> um, he was a hundred-eyed giant who served Hera. Hera oh. wanted her dead. And so this Argus um, was a good friend slash something else. I don't know, not lover, but something good friend of Hera. And Hera always has to be in. (laughs) So (laughs) um, we do know that she is dead according, you know, this timeline. According to Argus. But did he ever bring proof or did he just claim that he killed him to impress Hera? Claim to kill Echidna and then. I personally have never seen a hundred-eyed giant on uh youtube claiming any proof so i don't exactly. know exactly i mean proof or it didn't happen picks brother right. so, <laughs> and this isn't the argus right it's just an argus it is just an argus okay all right just making sure we weren't talking about the one and only i don't i don't, I don't know much about the one and only but that was just double checker um i didn't look up too much into him i just know that he's a hundred-eyed giant sure I thought the one that, like, there's stories told about the Argus, I thought that one was human. So when you said Hundred-Eyed Giant, I don't think it's the same one, but I don't know. Probably not. I don't know much about Greek mythology, so very surface-level information. I know I know what I study. That's, there that's you go. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> and I forget it days later, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then I try to re-listen to our podcast, and I'm like, I can't listen to my voice. <laughs> yeah, and there, and this is uh, how it goes. So that's that's Echidna. I think she's great. I think very underutilized as a character, though, because yeah. getting the title of not only a goddess, but also mother of all monsters, mm-hmm. and then you only get a couple stories that Seriously. may not even be her. You know? I mean, but uh, 
Daenerys, all she got was the Mother of Dragons. This one got all monsters, so it's way more impressive. <laughs> she had like 20 titles, though. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I mean, to like, me, uh, like Echidna kind of has some similarities with Lilith from yeah. like, uh, Christian mythology, right. you That's know? True. And so, I don't know, kind of interesting kind of comparison between the two, I guess, you know? But I could oh, definitely my... see why this might be like one of the the gods that was expunged mm. from their culture just because it could be seen as very like well Lilith heretical. came from Babylonian mythology I think but Babylonian? again what Babylonian like the Babylon oh not like the lunch meat what a no, shame no. No. <laughs> I'll be honest when I was a kid I did oh, think the same thing I was very confused um and so and, and it's interesting you bring that up though Bryce because Echidna with uh Typhon and all the other you know more evil uh mm -hmm. of um greek mythology did have a huge war with the gods and so it's really interesting with like and she was part of that it's really interesting to see even that whole war how it, it relates to uh egyptian mythology which egyptian mythology is older so maybe mm -hmm. from that it's interesting how it goes with so many other um mythologies all these mythologies just have so much in common with individual characters individual stories individual just everything um and so mm -hmm. it is just interesting to, to nitpick and take out and say like that is like a very similar thing and we'll see that later on when i tell a story of typhon that there's just a lot of interesting simulators to to other uh cultures true so yeah, it's pretty neat uh moving on to typhon um his most important trait was that he was the uh his wife was akinda ouch that's kind of harsh yeah that's <laughs> so harsh man come on so, now. Yeah, if you remember one of the possible parentage parentages one of the parents of akinda that could have been was uh gaia and tartarus um and uh he, so they might be brothers yeah so he was sorry, the youngest son of uh gaia and tartarus um so you know you know maybe maybe they were uh <laughs> brother and sister why not it's not the weirdest for thing. them i mean it's like a strange relationship man just yeah. in every single aspect uh, but really though incest isn't the weirdest thing that greek mythology has given us i mean it's yeah. not even the weirdest part of this relationship which is shocking to say <laughs> right that's what i was gonna say honestly like as far as Greek mythology goes, that's not even surprising. It, that's relatively common. I'm just like, eh. Because, like, <laughs> and all of the gods, that's like, that's just pure inbreeding anytime any of the gods get. So it's just like, eh. Not that surprising. Um, but again, so it's very similar to Echidna. Uh, he is known as the father of all monsters, also, again, being a monster himself. Um, but what's cool about him, he's literally described as the, one of the most fierce and most powerful among even all of the gods nice and all of the olympians fear him and nice. so no. one of the stories is that uh hera wanted to create a god more powerful than even zeus that she could kind of have control over and so she went to gaia and tartarus and said hey have a child that's more powerful <laughs> and then here comes typhon that's kind of weird oh i mean that's kind of it's kind of cool though right Hey, I oh, want a pet it? god. Have a kid so that well, way I can so uh, teach him. She, it, it's believed that she would have done this after uh, Hera or after Zeus had Athena, and she uh -huh. was jealous that it wasn't her daughter or you know whatever. Gotcha. So she wanted something of her own, and I think uh, Typhon's a little bit a little bit cooler than Athena. Oh, yeah. That is kind of presumptuous of her to think that if Zeus couldn't control it, that she could. Right. Pretty, pretty true. I mean, but to be fair, maybe with this kind of story, she goes to Gaia and Tartarus. They have a kid, but then she just basically adopts it as her own kid, and she raises it its entire life, and now this new super god that she's got is... Yeah, she can control it, but just because, like, that's just all it knows is that she's... Well, the, the problem is, uh, we'll find out later, she doesn't... She's not able to control Right. Yeah, but I'm just saying that maybe that's her theory. Maybe that's her thinking. Right. Like, not control as in mind control. More control as in like emotionally control. Because right. that's some she. Kind of, yeah. You know, being some like you mm -hmm. know yeah, he, emotional connection to it. Guidance to him. Yeah. Anyways, so he is awesome. 
and terrifying. So let me just just tell you what he looks like. So he is a giant that he's so tall he reaches the stars. Awesome. Very annoying. The legs were coils of viper that would hiss and attack as he moved. His main head had on it a hundred snake heads that would uh, be make the sounds of different animals. And That's so confusing. Later, backtracking, <laughs> but it is also said that he has a hundred heads of all different animals. Oh, okay. That oh, makes a little bit more, more sense. than like, be... like making a pig. <laughs> <laughs> uh, his eyes were glowing red and they would terrify everyone that looked upon him. Awesome. And he, it was called that his jaw was savage and could breathe fire. And nice. he, his body had a hundred of different, hundreds of different wings. And his hands were made up of a hundred snake coils, just like his legs. Jeez, so dude. of what I just said, I, I can't even picture what that would look like. Like, it's just awful. And the anatomy I, of this guy is so confusing. Is, could you imagine fighting him in D&D or something? Oh my goodness. I like wouldn't a, know which indeed, angle to attack him from. Nightmare, <laughs> like, I don't even know where to begin. Because, like, the first thing I like when I thought about that was his he- legs were coils of vipers that would hiss and attack as uh-huh. he. Like, he's just getting a hundred attacks per turn, kind of thing. Like, <laughs> even if they're like just D fours or whatever. Yeah, like he's you, got. He's got legs that attack you all the time independently. He's got thousands of wings. He's got his yeah. hands are also a bunch of uh snakes that attack you independently he can blow fire this guy's giant said to have some abilities of that of a a volcano i don't even know what that means but it's what abilities does a volcano have other than leaping and erupting so i i gonna relate that a little bit more to a story later on but okay um because he kind of like has control over some volcanoes in a little bit okay that's, that makes more sense. Neither here nor there. I definitely can see how like he could be the father of all monsters since he has like so many other like animals comprising of him. Uh huh. You know, is that everything that would like come from him could be like different mismatched abominations. Yeah, some sort of like weird version hybrid. Well, that's thing. what's cool. Like, if you think about like chimeras and any uh-huh. you know, like like griffins or whatever, like all these creatures are kind of two different things. So like him mating with Akinda. Akinda. Of course, Akinda. Yeah, her, her name is awful. <laughs> However you pronounce her name. I have like a Akinda. mini stroke every time. Every time I say <laughs> mini stroke. But um, like every time that they mate, of course they're going to come out with a different looking baby. Right. That's what yeah. happens when you got like a thousand gene pools inside of you. <laughs> It's like everything's gonna it's like a Russian roulette or uh what's no that's not the word that what's the roulette wheel? It's like a roulette roulette wheel and just seeing what comes up. Yeah, right. His chromosomes are just a freaking ball of <laughs> mess. It's like a ball of yarn with a cat playing with it. Yeah, basically. Um oh. and so as far as like lore and stories wise go, um I'm gonna tell you two stories and I personally think that there are two interpretations and two sides kind of of the same uh-huh. story. They have different outcomes, but I don't see like maybe I guess because they're like eternal beings or whatever, but I don't see gods having or like this battle twice just because it's probably so devastating to the world, you know? I mean, they've got nothing but times. Who's to say? Maybe unless they die. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Anyways, I'll just continue go on with the story. But basically, just like, and as you listen to it, uh, just kind of think about how it kind of also relates to other mythology uh-huh. stories from uh, different things. So uh, we got uh, Typhon and all of and his his wife and all of these um, other demons and whatnot try right. to overthrow Zeus for the supremacy of the cosmos, basically trying to take over Mount Olympus. And Perfect. so they had many battles, all accumulating to this big war. And um, and in one of these battles or whatever, uh, Typhon destroys cities and is even known to have thrown mountains in his rage. Nice. And so um, this it, because of this like strike that he did, uh, all the Olympians uh, just were so terrified that they turned into their animal form and retreated because I guess their huh. animal 
like faster or whatever. I don't Makes know. sense. And uh, funny enough, the uh, only three gods to stand up to him were Dionysus, Athena, and Zeus. And nice. his boy Dionysus, like, man. And I'm like, why him? You know? Yeah, I know. And he was he was, he was, he was oh. too drunk. He didn't know what was going on. Right. So, oops, I'm in the battle. Whoops. He was like hitting on Athena or something. Yeah. He didn't want to leave the the wine storages, man. <laughs> I gotta protect him. This is important. And uh, it's kind of funny that uh, Athena being Zeus's offspring, but uh-huh. Athena kept or was claiming that Zeus was being a coward in the fight, and that made Zeus so mad that he the god like Zeus literally uh, attacked Typhon so like much and so hard before that Typhon could even make it to Mount Olympus, um, where Zeus was said to have thrown a hundred lightning bolts and ba- just like beating down Typhon, and he finally defeated him. And so Zeus cast him into a bot- the bottomless pit of Tartarus. And so once he was in there, Zeus was so terrified that he would get out that Zeus put an entire mountain. It's called Mount uh, Etna, not Etna Mode from The Incredibles. Mount Etna. To, to stop him from escaping. And so this Jeez. is where we get volcano powers to where he was so fierce and so powerful um, in his fire breathing that he would make this volcano erupt. And control this this thing. Not only that, um, as he was trying to escape, he would also cause earthquakes. He was one of the reason. He's the reason that Greeks believed earthquakes happened because he was trapped trying to get out, and huh. so he would come smashing up against the the mountain and whatnot, and causing earthquakes. That'd be terrifying. Then that is terrifying, right? Especially if he escaped at first. It's like a really bad earthquake, and you're like, dude, he's getting out, man. This he's is the day. Free. Um, but in another one of these fights that they had, um, or it was the you know just his side of the story that he was t- would tell in his uh, prison, of course, <laughs> that Zeus, there were all the people there, right? As Zeus was throwing th- thunderbolts at him, uh, they were absolutely no match to Typhon. He would just shrug him off, and then he defeated the god easily. He dragged them into a cave, removed tendons from his body so that he couldn't move. And just was able to torture him, uh, torture Zeus just at his pleasure, just was able to do it whenever he wanted to. He was just having a great time. And then the gods Hermes and Pan decided to help out Zeus. And so they went to the cave, just, you know, popped those muscles back into place. And then his, like, healed himself because, you know, gods just have crazy healing abilities. And so after this, um, a 10,000 year battle year or year war um, ensued. And um ended finally zeus trapping typhon under mount etna and that whole thing Whoa. so whether or not both of either of those stories or the original true stories those are just two of the encounters and you know typhon Seriously. just slapped zeus in one of them and zeus slapped him in the other so it's pretty interesting and it's, it's so cool just to see how terrified even though zeus was able to beat him how terrified he was just at this this enemy known as like the most powerful god and whatnot Seriously. yeah it, it kind of sounds like like you were saying is that one of these stories is what uh typhon said to like his prison inmates and the other one is right? what like <laughs> zeus was bragging about on the mountain Olympus <laughs> after all the other gods came back yeah and athena's just sitting there like no nope. it didn't happen dad <laughs> no yeah, which, which means the real story is somewhere in the middle there it's actually Dionysus. He saved everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I always knew he was the MVP. Right. Um, and so I was doing some research and it seemed like uh the god Set from Egyptian mythology had a story very similar to this as well. Uh-huh. Which Ooh. I thought was pretty interesting. I'm not gonna like get too into it, but you can look it up. Um there's tons I mean, Christianity has a big battle upon like among all their people between like satan and his followers and whatnot and then we have um ragnarok right we have yes um i just had to bring up norse mythology sorry yeah <laughs> gotta find a way we have the great mandalorian wars from star wars <laughs> oh man i was gonna do star wars another battle <laughs> between gods if you will i actually saw something on uh reddit i think and it was like who would win all the characters from marvel or all the characters from star wars and like don't get me wrong, I love Star Wars more than I like Marvel, but like 
Are you serious? Come on, there is a vast <laughs> power difference. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, Galactus against the entire Star Wars, Galactus would win. <laughs> I know. All you yeah. need is one of the really strong people. Game over. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the the getting way off topic, like the the Force of the Wills characters in Star Wars were really powerful. Sure, but. Anyways, Marvel wins. Marvel wins 10 times out of 10. No competition. It was just funny because it was on a Star Wars page. And so everyone was like defending Star Wars. And I'm just like, you got to be objective. Like Uh (laughs) Star Wars, in my opinion, is superior. But like that's only in quality, not character power. Anyways, um, (laughs) back to Greek mythology. (laughs) Sorry. Anywho. (laughs) So this duo... I think is so cool. And I was just, I'm just really excited like to have found them. I really didn't know much about them. And I thought I like was kind of literate in Greek mythology. Apparently you're and, illiterate. Uh, I'm very illiterate as far as this mythology goes, apparently. Um, but let's go over like the children that they had. And so this Please. is going to sound like me just saying every single monster in <laughs> mythology, but it's not, I promise, but it is, but I'm not, you know, <laughs> it is, but it isn't. Um, so first we got up, and so I actually broke this down into two groups. One is the more definitively their children, and then the second list is kind of more of the, in one story they say they are, in one story they say they're not, or, and whatnot. So first first we have uh, Corthus. It's a two-headed dog who guarded the cattle of uh, Geryon. Um, What a good boy. So he's like the younger brother of the next one, Cerberus, the multi-headed dog who guarded the gates of Hades. The goodest boy. The goodest of all the boys. Um, then we have the Hydra, um, otherwise known as the Lurinen Hydra. Um, it's a many-headed serpent who, uh, when one of its heads was cut off, grew two more, who was killed by um, Hercules and his cousin... Dave. Something. I think it was a cousin... Uh, you know next, there's just one Hydra in like Greek mythology. Yeah, actually, there is. There's only one, um, and it, I guess, never had time to breed because it because uh... Hercules cut its head off. <laughs> and it's pretty cool. I, I'm not going to say the whole like who killed it for each one, but this one's pretty interesting uh, for those of you who don't know. Um, so what he had to do, he would cut off the head, and, and two more would go. To, in this place basically every time it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and so what he ended up doing is heating up his sword and so as he would cut it off his cousin would put the sword onto the the wound cauterizing it so it couldn't grow anymore so we didn't like punch a mountain and the boulder fell on it i'm pretty sure that's (laughs) what happened disney movie hercules no it's (laughs) i think that's actually way cooler being able to think bring about a like, mountain i don't know like j- again i'm gonna bring up D again when i was playing as a character i just i felt like i was so in the moment to where being creative and doing more like not do a b and c like every single turn like right hercules did and i like i mean i've like never been to like war or like been in any like significant fight but like that's just not something that i would think about doing like i cut off a head and two more guns place i'm like i'm just gonna run <laughs> yeah right seriously but like that just goes to show how awesome hercules was um and the hydras yeah. hydra's very cool um i was gonna do an episode on just the hydra but i there's just not very much information because again there's only that one so gotcha. maybe one day i'll do it and just talk about like the its appearances in other media Mm-hmm. Uh, next we have the chim- chimera and and so the chimera is a, a difficult one because we see chimeras in egyptian mythology which is older than greek mythology we see it in right. Roman mythology which is very similar we see it in um i mean you're like uh, west european mythologies and so it, it's hard to like see exactly if this one was given to um Typhon and um, Akinda, but nonetheless, a chimera usually is a fire-breathing beast that was part lion, goat, and snakehead. Well, snakehead. it could be like uh, that this was the chimera, you know, and that like there's a lot of other chimerical creatures that are just amalgams of many other creatures, you know. Right. There are there are many chimeras, and they are all great, but this is mine. 
This is, <laughs> yeah, this is the Chimera. Well, and obviously the Greeks probably didn't know that they that like the Egyptians had this before, like a Chimera mm -hmm. the Chimera before. So it's just, and that's where it's hard. Like being here right now in 2021, right. being able to see everyone's like every work, every mythology all at one place, we obviously have the advantage and can say, Oh, you know, did you steal us from them when they you know the right. probably didn't even realize? So that's just you know letting you guys know you know anyways so the next it does exist one, but we don't know who where it came from or how. It's in the same situation the sphinx a monster with the head of um head of a woman and the body of a winged lion um and so again this one is a lot a little bit more obviously is taken from the egyptian mythology but who knows you know <laughs> why not say? yeah could be i mean both akinda and typhon are uh, immortal gods and ageless so they well, got plenty of time to have kids. Um, I saw somewhere that um, Typhon or someone was just a, another representation of the god set from Egyptian mythology, mm. which I thought was pretty interesting. Um, oh, but... That'd be kind of cool. Like the gods evolve with the culture. I thought I thought yeah, it's a cool idea. Why not? Man, <laughs> I'm so tempted to reference brandon sanderson but i won't <laughs> really quick do it uh it's okay real quick uh there's uh in one of the books that he has the stormlight archives there's creatures that are like not really gods but like kind of like gods and they are linked to the cognitive perception of the world and so because they're like really heavily in that kind of world that realm so as people's perceptions and ideas of these beings change, they actually physically change without them like being able to control it. So like oh. if if like mass populations all start to think of them as like a different way or like start to think them as more mean or more angry or or something else, then they slowly start to become more like that because people think that they are and so they become that just like subconsciously without them having control of it. So Man, I... it'd be interesting having like oh, if the that, gods like that way um greek and roman mythology i mean if you look at it yeah, like, exactly zeus went from being like a pedophile to being like a warmongering <laughs> to be a, a tyrant <laughs> oh, man. So, I, I think that's kind of uh, like super cool to think that like the gods or like these huge ethereal like beings just evolve mm -hmm. depending on what their believers or worshipers yeah. actually think of them you know i always think that's More like a super people. cool idea yeah i think it's neat so there's my reference. There's my uh, even pitch today, in from Brandon Sanderson. Like just like com like current day religion. I mean, I've actually met people that believe that the Christian God is the God of Islam, is the God of Norse or the gods of Norse, is the God right. Greek and stuff. And so it's just like this this God or gods or whatever is what people need it to be. And I've heard that kind of theory before, which is true. Pretty yeah. interesting. It's very intriguing. Um. Anyways, the next of the children is one of my favorites. This is the uh, Nemean lion. Love it's that one. That could never be killed by mortals, and yet uh, an immortal named Hercules killed him. And if you have ever seen the Disney movie or anything else, um, it's the uh, lion skin that he wears, and mm -hmm. it's oh. really cool because it's not just a lion skin. It's like an like basically the best armor that you could think of because it was the like the hide of that lion, right? And so it's pretty much impenetrable, right? Which, fun fact, side note, in the Disney version of uh, Hercules, that <laughs> Mimi Lion's skin also looks like Scar. It's it's yes, the same. No. So great. It's the same, like, character model as Scar. So it's got the Scar on his face and everything. Yeah, it's hilarious. Awesome. Uh, so. All right. So the next couple are a little bit more of the disputed ones. And if you guys ever want to look it up, you can look up their children. And on Wikipedia, it actually has a grid out there with all of these names and tells you which authors said that they were their children, which ones said they weren't, and Whoa. sources you could see. So I did put that in the chat for you guys. Um, but it's just, it's very interesting um, wow. to see and how it's something that apparently a lot of people think about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of thought that goes into this. <laughs> right. Um, people actually there's get to stuff i was gonna say there's conventions where people get together and just like debate back and forth no it, they definitely were kids we just don't know how no definitely not there's not they weren't 
closely related. They're totally different. Right. And that <laughs> is like kind of infuriating to like have these creatures be like super debated just because like like you said, we just don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On know? a more serious note, yeah, that's true. Especially what if the main what guy we're talking about today, uh he said what if he was like a fiction writer? <laughs> like because <laughs> I don't know, recently I mean, I mean, because of this podcast slash just it's kind of like my interests, I've just been doing a lot of research in like like history, biology, and just like how things came to be and stuff. And it's so mm-hmm. interesting how literally we take everything from history. Yeah, that's pretty true. I'm just like, why can't there have just like been a William Shakespeare of the time? Why yeah, can't there be a Brandon Sanderson of the time? Why can't like... Yes, I know life was really hard and stuff for these people, but like, why, why not? I mean, like, we go and see these cave paintings of these monstrous beings, or you, you, you know, just like, yeah. I mean, I'm sure these people had fiction writing and whatnot. No, um, actually, the uh, the invention of imagination didn't exist until like 1905. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> until then, people couldn't imagine anything. They only well, talk about what existed it's interesting when you uh like kind of side note in egyptian mythology how we always think that they were these really righteous religious just very progressive people as far as like building the most like advanced stuff mm-hmm. and then I, I don't know if i've mentioned on the podcast here before but recently and by recently i mean within the past like 40 years or whatever as that's far pretty as recent time, and as far as time goes right um, yeah. they found these girls of porn from yes, Egypt. and I, I remember um, seeing those most kinky things on. I don't know if I'm allowed <laughs> to say that on here, but <laughs> it was anyway. some pretty weird stuff. And it's like, hey, wow! It, it said that's something that these people, like these peasants or whoever, would just pass these scrolls around for, like you know, <laughs> like shared porn. Um, <laughs> it's like like a middle school, and, and that was one of the first times that people took a step back and were like man, these are just real people like mm-hmm. that have everyday lives. And I think that's how we need to be looking at, you know, all of these things, all these writers and stuff where like they were influenced by what they heard by their times and stuff. And these people weren't thinking, oh, in 7,000 years, people are going to be reading this and taking everything literally. That's just mm-hmm. not probably, but I digress. Uh, the next uh, child is the Prometheus Eagle. Um, it's the Eagle that ate the liver of the giant Prometheus. And was killed nice. by Hermes, I think. Uh. At me in the comments, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, next one was uh, the Ladon, Ladin, Aladdin. No, Aladdin? Yo, my favorite. It was the uh, dragon that guarded the golden apples in the Garden of Hercephides. Oh, yeah. Uh, he's pretty cool. Uh, then we have the Chromo, Chromio, Chromian. First time I read that was uh, I read I said the Caucasian so no. <laughs> my uh, dyslexia the Cromonian Cromonian so yeah, it's a, it's a basically this monstrous pig that was killed by the hero Theseus nice. and by monstrous pig I looked up like original paintings like pottery and stuff of it and it just looked like a slightly large boar but you know <laughs> well, maybe monstrous in size you know. Yeah, it's I like mean, monstrous is in it's like bigger than the average pig it's just like a really swole pig you just quoted yogi bear almost <laughs> oh did i than the average bear <laughs> he's bigger than the average pig <laughs> um and so the next one we we have talked about before so bryce if you want to input uh we have gorgons um nice. sister um yeah because i mean like before. like a lot of this other stuff you know like they're uh fathers and mother father and mother are like highly debated as well so because we talked about right athena was potentially the person that transformed her so she wasn't even born Uh like that and we have uh i think there was another more popular one that you were talking about bryce and then now we have this one as well or maybe you even mentioned this one before i don't remember nonetheless yeah check out that podcast if you're interested why not? Which side note, that seems kind of wild that this would be like that of all of these like highly disputed, lesser known uh children, that the Gorgons would be one of them because when we were talking about their just like their 
aesthetic what they looked like they're both like super snaky and both are have heads that are completely snake versions and so like i feel like of any of these children creatures the gorgons are like so clearly related to them because they're both half snake half human with snakes snake heads and stuff like that it's like it feels like what's what's interesting is very similar these are like i mean unless i'm wrong most of these aren't immortal beings they're just monsters but all the gorgons except for medusa were immortal beings so like it makes sense why you would they would be their offspring because like they're basically demigods almost except for medusa and so i does make sense why like they should be kind of higher on this list of definitely children but yeah. so hybrid theory i don't know I, I so spoiler alert i wasn't there for the gorgon episode so i don't know fully what it is but so a hybrid theory that i just wonder about is if all of the other gorgons were actually the children of these two and athena just oh, as sweet. a punishment was like hey i can turn you into the like a version of these monsters that already do exist like not an original creature just something else that already happened and so medusa just kind of copied or sorry athena just copied a different creature and turned medusa into that and so like medusa is more of a curse yeah exactly and so the other ones already existed were already creatures have existed medusa that's why she's not immortal and that's where that story come from is she's still a person that just got turned into looking like one of these Things. That makes so much sense, man. Just why don't, that, why don't, kind of, why don't Greek mythology. I know I mean, you're not Greek, but <laughs> <laughs> but I could pretend. I could write under an alias. <laughs> um, the next one is also a very famous one. It's the uh, Colchian Colchean dragon. Nice. I read that. Dolce, Dolce, Dolce and Gabbana. <laughs> Just, <laughs> no, it's, so this is the uh, the dragon that guarded the Golden Fleece uh-huh very oh, okay fleece is a, a bigger character than the actual dragon <laughs> the, yeah seriously the golden fleece not to be not to be confused with the nemean lion uh coat which is very different but very similar at the same time watching big. magical pelts being passed through so many magical thing. pelts uh and the last one that we'll talk about is uh Scylla. it's a maiden with a Ketos, which is a sea monster tail and dog head sprouting from her body. She's a legendary monster. I'm not sure, like legendary specific, what that means, but like I'm guessing more of a it means a, that she can be your commander, a cosmos <laughs> dragon who lives one side of a narrow channel of water opposite to its counterpart, the Cherub- Cherubis. Gotcha. Yeah, dude, so, Cheribdis. 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 Yeah. Cherub- there you go. Man, she but, sounds like kind of a bit of a mess herself, honestly. She's <laughs> also a mess, yes. Half sea monster, half dog. With with so many of these creatures, when like they talk about like what they are, they're a hybrid of this, this, and that, and whatnot. I'm like, man, the organs of these creatures must be so confusing. They just, just spaghetti, man. <laughs> it's just nonsense inside. They've got like seven useless organs, two kidneys that they don't even know what to do with. Like they don't know what they're doing. Well, it and like, it's it's interesting because if you like, let's like you say the chimera, right? That's part mm-hmm. lion, goat, and snake. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I would never choose goat to be my middle half. <laughs> so like, that's so true. We, we had the Amit, uh, yeah, cast and where part of his hippo, hippo. Well, that's awesome. I mean, that's awesome. Hippo, alligator, and uh, was lion, le- isn't it? Lion. Leopard? leopard anyways it was the three most deadly creatures right. in egypt that makes sense because that's right. the three things that these people to be terrified most goats like that's what they ate probably well right? you're not terrified of goats you haven't run into well, enough goats yeah hurt, i don't know man if they charge you i probably would be hurt. <laughs> yeah i'm a coward so. <laughs> you haven't fought enough goats in your life to have a deep-seated fear of them yet i wouldn't, I wouldn't fight a goat they're too cute trust me i have nightmares about them things are the worst (laughs) well now i do (laughs) but but it's just like it's interesting like some like make sense as far as like they're the three most terrifying things but like then there's some that just i don't quite get why you'd want you know to be Uh 
part goat. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's just way cooler things to be part of. I wouldn't want to be part goat. It's all or nothing for me. Either make me full goat or not at all. Yeah, because, like, do you qualify to be part of the goat simulator if you're, like, not? Oh. How much goat do I have to be to be able to be in the goat simulator? 75%. 75. You gotta be 75% goat. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, well, uh, we, before we get too way off topic, because I feel like that's where this is going, um, I really enjoy doing this. I think Greek mythology is really fun. I think mm-hmm. that it's just very all over the place which i kind of like because it just gives you lots of fun stuff to pick from uh but i mean don't don't let all this laughing make typhon or uh, <laughs> achinda any less terrifying than they are because literally these are this is a power couple in greek mythology i mean they started and almost completed a war to end the olympians and take over everything single-handedly it just right. sounds like. I mean, it sounds seems like it might have been like them and their children or something. Uh, what a family! But like, uh, you know what they say: a family that brings down gods together stays together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and too bad she's dead now. But what a shame! He's trapped. If you ever feel an earthquake, it's him. Um, and I, I think it's it. it's really cool that we got to talk about the parents of potentially all monsters ever. Right. And I just, I love Greek mythology. Yeah. This, the picture, sorry, side note that I just discovered that literally nothing. But the picture that we showed that you posted of Typhon, he almost looks like he has a bear head. Like, like he's got like almost the torso saw, of a bear. I saw like torso of like a gorilla or something. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess it's just mainly his mouth. Like his mouth and face kind of look bearish. And then his yeah. body kind of looks gorilla-ish with giant talons because why not cool. when i first looked at him i thought he was wearing like a tuxedo <laughs> <laughs> he's just dressing up you got to make sure you go to meet your god right the gods <laughs> the gods he dressed up to battle them uh, <laughs> but nonetheless please share this with your friends if they like Greek yeah, mythology. they like yeah. any other mythology or folklore always they like uh, snakes snakes right lots, lots of snakes in this episode uh, yeah, but we we really enjoy doing this. We have a TikTok now, and trust sure me, do. it is as cringy as this podcast. Oh. So please go check it out. It's under the Vanquishers Guide. Um, and just tell your friends about us. Tell us what you want to hear. We we love to hear some opinions. Uh huh. But only what if they're good opinions. <laughs> just kidding. We want opinions like Bryce needs to do a Monster Inc. episode. Yeah, yeah. Mm, Everyone yeah. just just say that. Just, that. just spam that in the comments. Your cameo from last episode doesn't count. Wasn't good. that was awesome, and I loved it. It doesn't <laughs> count. It's not quite good enough. Uh, it's coming, okay? <laughs> I don't even know. I have no idea what you would do for it, so I oh, I have no clue. And so, sort of like I actually I uh, don't really. Mind if you don't, because I don't know if there is actually enough information to do it. But because I want to be that guy, I'm going to keep saying this. You should do it regardless. Uh, go and tell the joke is no longer funny. Go a little bit more and then stop. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> and that is the story of my life. And you know, my type of comedy put into a bottle. <laughs> right. Anyways, yeah. we will see you next week. It's going to be good. Yeah.